lovely. Love, oh. What? What's wrong? I should clean the smoke off of my ceiling. Oh my god. <laughs> the fact that you have like a finger line in it too is just... I, I wanted to make sure it would come off. It's because I had a candle like literally right there. And you're burning it onto the ceiling. Shut up, mom. <laughs> How's that? Is that worse? I mean, it's less... I think it's worse. Noticeable, I think. Hey there. Hey. And welcome to the Wonder Binge Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about some shit, you know? How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going. Is it's it? going. How are you? I am fine. <laughs> wow. That's reassuring. Do we... Do we start, I guess? My name is Maria Manukino. Hello, I'm one of your hosts of this show. (laughs) I'm your other host of the show. My name is Jen Cole. Hello. Yeehaw. Welcome to Wonderbent Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about stuff that we researched and looked into. That's that's redundant and repetitive. It's redundant. And repetitive. We certainly are entertaining, Mac. Indubitably, Tosh. So, Maria, since you've pulled up the spiel beforehand this time, which is very new for us. Would you like to read it? Welcome to Wonder Binge Podcast, (laughs) the podcast where we research binge on all those things that pique our curiosity and bring that knowledge back to you so that you can strike that curiosity off of your list and clear up space for more things to wonder. Thank you, Roba Maria. Back to me. Back to you with the weather. Can I start this off by freaking you out with an item? Yes. Yeah, please. I recently went to Salem, Massachusetts. <gasps> That's right. I'm so jealous. did fun witch stuff. I really wanted and to go. I, we, we made a purchase and I think <gasps> that oh, I want to show you that item <laughs> because you will lose your mind. Oh God. What is it? Is it an... I want you to close your eyes. Okay. <laughs> I think you might guess what it is actually. All Where right. did I put it? It's behind me. Okay. Open your eyes. No! <laughs> Oh my god, no! This is a Ouija board, co-owned by myself and my good friend Connor. We split the price of it. (laughs) Oh my god! And the night that we bought it, we did a bunch of fun divination stuff. Connor did some tarot readings, we did some rune throwing, and we also played with the Ouija board. I bought a pendulum and a pendulum board, that was super fun as well. Uh, But when we did the Ouija board, we conferred with two spirits. Shut the fuck up. The first spirit was... The <laughs> no, no, the Giles Corey, aka the man who was pressed to death <gasps> during the, one the Salem Witch The Correct. one that I freaked out about over Snapchat. Correct. So we were like having, I mean, he spelled his name out. He said he was Giles. He gave us like the year of his death and stuff, which like we had just heard about that day. So we could like actually know if it was right and stuff. Um, and then- <laughs> How did you wait this long to tell me? Because I have, I practice patience. I was the communicator okay. of the session. You're the point person. I was the, I was the asker of the questions, which I shouldn't have been because I kept being like, what's this? I mean, if you want to tell us, <laughs> like I was, I was, I was so annoyingly <laughs> polite about it. I was like, I mean, if you want. And then if they were like taking a while, I'd be like, no, take your time. <laughs> I was such an <laughs> asshole. But uh, yeah, we we were we were playing the game. We were doing the Ouija. We had cleansed the board and everything. We had candles lit. Connor lit his sweater on fire for a hot second. That was super. Oh, fun. great. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was the point person, and so at a certain point. Giles like stopped answering me and I was like okay maybe he's not here anymore and then my friend Andrew started saying some stuff and then Giles started answering again oh. and so our theory was like oh Giles is from you know back then so he, he probably didn't respect a woman talking to him oh my god that was our assumption but also he said like I was like do you guys want to say anything to the Giles Corey and Andrew was like I mean I'm just like impressed that he was able to you know like hold true and like do the whole more weight thing and everything and like not give in for that long and then, impressed and then the Ouija board literally spells out thank you <gasps> we were like you just got a thank you from the Giles Corey dude yo um but yeah so we I conferred with the Giles Corey of the Man. Salem witch trials your Salem trip was way cooler than mine. Well, you didn't go to Salem. You went to Boston. No, I did go to Salem. Oh. That's where I bought Sa- your rock, man. Oh, but were you in Salem for five days? No, exactly. I wasn't in Salem did you, Where did days. you get my rock at? Was that the Village Sil- Silversmith? I bought your rock at... There was um a giant like flea market happening in the... Park. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. But yeah, like a witch or whatever. 
And now I co-own a Ouija board. I like that it's co-own. <laughs> like the fact that, was it that expensive or were you guys just it like. It was 30 bucks, but like neither of us wanted to go all in. Yeah. <laughs> like there must just be some hesitation and on we were, fully owning a Ouija yeah, board. No, well, we were, we were also like primarily getting it because we had planned on having like a divination night that night. And we were like, we should have a Ouija board. So I mean, it yeah. was kind of like a purchase of like, let's both go in on this because we're both going to play it tonight. Right. Yeah. And then we didn't discuss who was going to take it. I I mainly took it so that I could show you. <laughs> I'm honored. But I do consider it a, a co-owned board. <laughs> do you guys have to, like, take out a timeshare? I don't know. Like... We, haven't dis- we haven't discussed the custody of our Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> do you have it on weekends? <laughs> I, like, don't even want to talk about my notes now. I just want to talk about, like, Ouija stuff and divination stuff. Well, sucks because... Uh, you did eight hours of research and 10 pages of notes. So get to it, it, kid. I'm very, very excited about it. But I also, I have a couple shout outs. Uh, The first is that it was Buddha's birthday. Our friend Buddha, his birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, Buddha. Happy birthday, Buddha. And the second one is that I learned a new word today. Well, I learned two new words today, but I don't care about the other one. I'm going to tell you about the one that I care about. Okay. Goo-gaw. Have you ever heard the word goo-gaw? I've heard of the product goo-gone. Not (laughs) goo-gone. I've heard of goo-goo-gaga. The reason I'm telling you this word, Guga, is because the definition of Guga is a useless, shiny object. My favorite things. It's your favorite thing. Those are my favorite things. You have, like, your room is overrun by Gugas. You have a Guga. I have a Guga museum in my room. You do. Oh my God, I love that. Yay. And when I learned it, I was like, oh my God, I'm a Guga. (laughs) I'm a useless, shiny object. Hell yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to share that with you because I was very excited about it. Thank you for sharing that with you. I'm going to give a shout out to your little brother, Danny, because I hung out with him recently. He said that he listens to all of our episodes and that he really enjoys me and that I'm really funny and smart and cool. Uh, so thanks, Danny, <laughs> for saying for definitely saying those things to me. <laughs> in that and, order. <laughs> and an additional shout out to my friend, Andrew, who uh, Giles Corey complimented because he also listens now. There you go. Oh, my God. Hi, Andrew. Yeah. Oh, also hi, Dan. But like, mm. I'll see you tomorrow. Sick. All right. So I started writing a manky zone oh boy howdy and then my lunch break was over and i haven't finished it. that is how the best manky zones come to be actually <laughs> so i'm just gonna do a quick little like on the spot because i'm really good at that i'm really good at improv oh my god you're so good at improv this last sentence was a lie so i'll start with what i have i think it is safe to say that most of us wonder like why am i the way that i am like, was I, was I raised this way? Was I just born this way? Was it Maybelline? Like, why am, am I? Am I on the right track, baby? Am I was on the I right track, baby? Way? Am I Lady Gaga? But like, the, the, the primary question is like, why, why do I do certain things, right? Why am I the way that I am? And the way that many people answer this question, they turn to things like perhaps the Chinese zodiac. Ooh. <laughs> I was expecting astrology. I was expecting like like a, like a star stuff. Well, we already did the western zodiac and uh there's a reason I decided to do the Chinese zodiac. Is it because fruits basket? Is it's it because not. I love fruits basket? Do I need to go put on my Kyo bracelet that I made? I mean, you have your chapstick, so you need a different reason to get up and leave. I already had to get up and leave to wipe the wall, which uh, I think it is better actually. Oh yeah, it is gone. Uh but yeah, I mean, you, it's not because of fruits basket. It was partially because of something I said to Matt recently, but it's also because Maria, today, the day of us recording, it is the Chinese New Year. Happy Chinese New Year. I didn't know that. This year is the year of the water tiger. Water tiger? And I will explain what I mean by that. Okay. Yeah. But so pe- most people say like, okay, it's the year of the tiger, but it's specifically the year of the water tiger. All right. So you might remember from the Western Zodiac episode that I did the summer. It was in the summer, I think. Sure. Sure. That. <laughs> I just remember that I did that episode and then we went to Michigan. So like, oh, okay. I'm assuming it was the summer. So you might remember that. Well, actually, I'll just pose it. Maria, do you remember what the word Zodiac means? The word Zodiac. Don't look it up. I already have. No, 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 no. I'm going to say it. The Stop word typing. Zodiac means it's still not loading. <laughs> That's not what it means. <laughs> My internet is still not loading. <laughs> All right, Zodiac means circle of little animals. Oh, cute. And I remember you specifically, you were like, that makes way more sense for the Chinese Zodiac since it is actually yeah. a circle of little animals and the Western is not, like, the not all of them are animals. Yeah. 
So I just wanted to revisit that real quick since it makes a little more sense now. Nice. So the Chinese zodiac is an ancient Chinese tradition that consists of 12 rotating animals, each year coinciding with a specific animal. And this cycle actually works on a 60-year cycle, not a 12-year cycle. And that has to do with what I just said about this year being the water tiger. Okay, so is it like every cycle there's different elements? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty exciting. I was so, I was honestly so blown away at like, how in-depth the Chinese Zodiac was. Because, like, I mean, I know that I didn't grow up in China. I didn't grow up in anywhere that really, like, practices or, like, pays attention to the Chinese Zodiac. But I really thought it was just, like, a year of the whatever. Uh And that was kind of, like, hard stop. But there's so much more to it. Oh, wow, that's awesome. And it, like, it it kind of blew my mind. That's why there's 10 pages of notes now. So the Chinese Zodiac has no association with constellations like the western does and the chinese zodiac the cycle at least the 12 year cycle begins with the year of the rat and ends with the year of the pig as i do sometimes i'm gonna do a brief history no one has been able to pinpoint where the zodiac originated from but it first appeared at least according to researchers it first appeared during the zanguao period and i i'm gonna apologize in advance i did listen to pronunciations I'm, I can't make the sounds happen in my Now mouth. you know what it feels like for me to try and do French. But French is like close to Spanish. This is totally different. I can't make the sounds in my mouth, though. All right, you know what? I'm not going to pretend to know what the inside that of your is mouth is like. That is the comparison. All right. So yeah, it was. It first appeared during the Zanguao period, which is roughly the 5th century BCE. But it was officially identified during the Han Dynasty, which happened, which was going on between... Uh, 206 BCE and 9 CE. Okay. There's like a good... Yeah, that's a good chunk. Yeah, it's a good chunk. It's a little over 200 years. And during that time period in the Han Dynasty, it was primarily used as a calendar, so it was used to count years, months, days, and hours. But that kind of started to fall out of practice, and it became popular again during the North Zhao Dynasty. And it became popular because it was a way to determine a person's birth year. Okay. And from there, it became like... It's like kind of how the Western Zodiac, you know, came to be more about like your interpersonal life where like originally it wasn't for that, but that's how it, that's how the snowball rolls. Right. Of course. Now the Chinese Zodiac, at least the Chinese New Year, it's based on the lunar solar calendar. And that's like, you may have wondered at least, like how come the Chinese New Year isn't the Gregorian New Year? Why is it different? And it's because it works off of the lunar solar calendar, which I will get into right now. So, Maria, this is just a fun little side note for you. Remember how uh, we were on, we were just like chatting on the phone the other day and you were playing Skyrim and I was doing notes. I do remember that. We had this weird serendipitous moment that only I knew about uh, where you were doing the Nightingale (gasps) quest and you were like, wait, these are based on the phases of the moon. And I was like, I was researching how the lunar solar calendar works. That's really we, funny. We, wh- how do we do that? We do it all the time. I don't know. It's The funny thing is that I, I called you to answer like one question and then I just kept you on the phone. Well, yeah. While I like silently played Skyrim and like and I just made, I just like made quiet commentary. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. so funny that that like linked up like that. I, it's It really doesn't surprise me. <laughs> really, it shouldn't surprise me is what I should say. Uh, yeah. So fun little tidbit there. More fun little tidbits. Since the lunation, which is like the lunar cycle, is approximately 29 and a half days, roughly, it's common for the months of the lunar calendar to alternate between like 29 and 30 days. So it's not like the, like how we have 30 and 31, they're kind of a day behind, roughly. And the period has 12 such lunations, and that makes your lunar year, and a lunar year is 354 days, 8 hours, 48 minutes, and 34 seconds, in case you really wanted to know everything. So does <laughs> does uh, keeping track of, like, age get affected by that then? Kind of, not really. I think I j- I'm about to get into this. Okay. Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah, I just want to, like, point out that the lunar year is about six days shorter than okay. the solar Gregorian year. Which is, like, it's not a huge difference. So does it affect age? No. Like, well, I feel people like the, still... the further it goes, 
those six days like stack up, you know? It doesn't. So so the Chinese New Year, the way they determine the date, they work off the moon. Okay. The Chinese New Year is, it, this is typically true. It's not always true. Sometimes it gets a little funky, probably because of those offset days. I think they have to have a leap year. They have to have like a leap month or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Every four years. It's it's like similar to our leap year. Okay. So yeah, it does get made up eventually somewhere to even it out. But the way they determine the date of the Chinese New Year, it is the second new moon after the winter solstice. Oh, cool. Okay. I like that. It, it's cool, right? But yeah, and actually a lot of cultures and a lot of different religions do use the lunar calendar to determine certain like festival dates and celebrations and stuff like that. And such dates that you might recognize would be Rosh Hashanah, Diwali, Ramadan, Visak, which is Buddha's birthday, which our Buddha's birthday was yesterday. And also the lunar calendar is used to determine, like I said, the Chinese New Year, but it's also used to determine the Korean, Vietnamese, Nepali, Mongolian... And a couple other cultures New Year's. Okay. Fun, right? Yeah, Fun. That's awesome. And yeah, and today is the Chinese New Year, the day we're recording, February 1st. It is officially the year of the water tiger. Happy New Year to Happy anyone who Chinese celebrates. New Year. That's awesome. And yes. Oh, and this is the note where I say that the New Year falls on the second new moon after the winter solstice. Great. We already covered that. Wonderful. Oh, is it a new moon tonight? The, the new moon was last night at 12.46 a.m. Oh, okay. So today is technically still the, that day. Okay. Yes. Yes, sort of. <laughs> but now, Maria, we're going to we're gonna touch on Fruits Basket a little bit. Yes. It's but... my time. <laughs> <laughs> but not really. I'm telling a real story. I'm telling a real origin story of the Zodiac animals. Can you do it in... We've established... We established about uh, 10 minutes before we started recording mm-hmm. that you can do really good anime impressions. Can you do it in the voice of Toru? Oh, God. A reminder that Toru is voiced by the one and only Lara Bailey. <laughs> That's right. For for you, I'll try. <laughs> yes. This will be really embarrassing and cringy. This is revolutionary. Okay. You can do this. I'm Here's $5. <laughs> you are a voice actor on Fiverr. Do this for me. All right, cool. I'm officially employed. All right. Uh, before I get into it, I just want to let you know there are technically... Well, there's more than two, but there's two popular origin stories. They're almost exactly the same in that, like, the order that the animals arrive. Okay. Um, But one is based on a race and one is based on a party. Now, Fruits Basket is based on the party. You've heard both of of these. That's great. So, yeah, I know know both stories from Fruits Basket. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to tell the great race story. Okay. All right. So here here we go. It's cringe time. Oh, my God. I can't remember what Toru sounds like. If it makes you feel any better, you kept in my terrible, terrible, terrible Caleb Widogast impression the one time, and, and I didn't give you shit about it. That's so fair. <laughs> No, that's totally fair. Okay. The Jade Emperor, ruler of the heavens, decided to create a way to measure time, and decided it would be based on 12 animals. He told the animals, the first 12 to make it across the river will receive a spot on the calendar based on the order that they arrive. The rat, determined but knowing he was too small to swim across the river by himself, asked the larger animals for a ride. The horse and the tiger refused its request, but the kind-hearted ox agreed to let the rat ride on its back. Just as the ox was nearing the shore and finish line, the rat jumped off the ox's back, claiming its spot in first place, leaving the ox in second. The tiger was closely behind and was able to secure third place. The rabbit, also too small to fight the river's current, nimbly hopped from rock to rock and came in fourth. The dragon, who came in fifth, could have easily flown across the river and taken first, but he stopped to help some of the animals on the way. The horse made it across the river, but just as it neared the finish line, the snake uncurled itself from the horse's leg, where it hitched a ride secretly, and slithered ahead of the horse taking sixth place, the horse taking seventh. Working together, the rooster, monkey, and sheep paddled their way across the river atop a log. Once they reached shore, the rooster and monkey decided to give eighth place to the sheep, who was the most comforting and reassuring during their journey. Then it was followed by the monkey in ninth and the rooster in tenth. The dog, who was a strong swimmer, probably could have came in a higher placement, but spent too much time frolicking around and playing in the water and only came in eleventh. And finally, the pig sauntered into twelfth place. 
He was so late because he ate too much during his journey and stopped to take a nap. And that's the origin story. (laughs) Gorgeous delivery. Thank you. Number two, the way the animals fit the characters. (laughs) So well. So well. (laughs) It's so great, right? I love that. And I now, just, oh God, you're you're gonna have to stop me from just doing a deep character analysis of fruits. We, you know, it can wait. We can talk. We can talk later. That's that's for our other podcast that we don't have. Fruits binge. Fruits fruits binge. No. Fruit bas fruits basket. The wonder binge. Wonder basket fruits binge. Wonder fruit. <laughs> Give me a taste of that wonder fruit. Yikes! Yikes in the yard. Okay, so yeah, that was the origin story. At least one of them. But real quick, because I know you're wondering. I'm wondering. Is the version that they tell of the cat being left out real? And the answer is yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So tell me about my we've been talking Theo. about Fruits Basket this whole time. So the show that Marie and I very much like, a lot of the characters are like members of the Zodiac. Like they embody like that animal of the Zodiac. But then there's the cat who is kind of like the outcast of the family and not really included in any of the family events. And the story in the show is the actual origin story. So here we go. So both versions, both the race and the party versions of the origin story do include the cat. It's just not always told with the cat in it, but here's how it goes. I'm so happy. <laughs> so in the I race- I love my sweet cat boy. <laughs> he has anger issues and I love him. <laughs> We love an angsty boy with orange hair. (laughs) We love a ginger anger boy. (laughs) So in the race version, the cat being left out goes like this. The cat and the rat were the most intelligent of all the animals. However, they were both poor swimmers. They decided to trick the naive but very kind ox to assist them across the river by letting them ride on his back. As the ox approached the other side of the river, the rat pushed the cat into the river, then jumped off the ox and rushed into first place. The cat was left to drown in the river after being sabotaged. If, if we would like to just do a fun little memory bubble of me saying, fuck that fucking rat. Remember when I said that? Do you remember? In the banquet version, it said that the rat lied to the cat, saying that the banquet was taking place on a different day. And because of this, the cat did not show up to the party and was not able to secure a spot in the Zodiac. I hate the rat. I'm ashamed to to have been born in the year of the rat. We're both born in the year of the rat. And you know what? I like to think. Cat would have won. I should have been born year of the cat. Uh, I mean. If the rat hadn't fucked him over. I don't know. Because, and I'm going to get into this, but in some cultures, the rabbit is replaced by the cat. So the rat's still there. No, I don't know why. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, of course, this origin story of the cat and the rat, it's an allegory for why cats always chase rats. Because it's angry. Eternally angry. (laughs) As they should be. Some people, particularly in Vietnam, uh, recognize the cat instead of the rabbit in their zodiac. Now I'm going to get into my favorite part, which is all of the different facets that I didn't know about, about how the zodiac works. Are you Hell ready? yeah. Okay. So we've got what's known as the 12 earthly branches, which are the 12 animals, but they're also referred to as the 12 earthly branches because they are the earthly beings of the zodiac lineup. That's awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to run down what the 12 animals are. Okay. So we've got the rat. Fuck that guy. We've got the ox. Tiger. The rabbit. The dragon. Snake. Horse. Goat. Monkey. Rooster. Dog. And pig. Now I could get into all of the different characteristics of each sign, their compatibilities, lucky numbers, lucky colors, but I'm already projecting this to be like over an hour long. So if you would like to look up more about your sign, your compatibility, your partner's sign, your enemy's sign, please go for it. If you would like to visit our research page, you can find it on our website or on our link tree and you can see all of my sources and you can look through them and check out all the different stuff that I looked at. Yeehaw. And also, just because I don't want to uh, ruin Jenna's editing that she will have to do, I'm holding back a lot of I know that I am interjecting a lot. I am holding back even more <laughs> when it comes to fruits basket stuff. <laughs> and so it occurred to me, if pe- if enough people would be interested, I would be open to doing like a live on Instagram or something Ooh. to sort of discuss further slash teach more. That would be cool. If that's something that would interest anybody. Yeah, that could be cool. Doing an Instagram live. I'm down. I'm realizing something about myself and it's, 
I should have noticed earlier, because it's been a trend for a long time, but angry redheads really are my type. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad that you finally figured it out. <laughs> wow. What a time to be alive. I love when Maria just, like, notices things about herself. <laughs> it's, it's really... It's amazing. Hey, you know what? We, we're we all learning ourselves at our own pace. <laughs> you know I, you know, I'm know, i not rushing you. I'm not rushing you. You take your time with your redheads, okay? Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. All right. So we have the 12 branches. But now I'm going to get into another facet, which is the yin and the yang. I yes, know that. Yes, baby. The yin and yang are included in Chinese things. They often are. Each sign, each of the 12 individual signs is either a yin or a yang sign you know the two polarities of the universe now real quick uh just a couple fun facts about yin and yang so the chinese symbol for yin yang is the taiji tu which means tai chi symbol and tai chi you might know is like just like the energy it's also a martial art um and it's solely based on yin and yang jenna took an entire course of tai chi and so i could just i just watched her eyes light up with knowing what she's talking about i love knowing what i'm talking about <laughs> it doesn't happen often <laughs> now the chinese characters for yin and yang actually originate from characters meaning the sunny side of the hill and the shady side of the hill when you're thinking of like you know the black and white swirly symbol Yin is the shady side, the black side. It is the negative polarity. It is female energy. It is calm, cool, and contractive. Okay. Yang is the sunny side, the white side, positive polarity, male energy, aggressive, warmth, and expansive. One cannot survive without the other. And here's another exciting extra for you. And I got this information from a YouTube channel called Learn Chinese Now. In Chinese medicine, different parts of the body are considered either yin or yang. So I'm going to do something with you that the guy did in the video. So you get your hands, uh -huh. make a fist with one. Now knock on your palm. Doesn't really hurt, right? I mean, no. Turn your hand over and knock on the back of your hand. It's going to hurt me. Exactly. I, I, I don't want to do it because I know it's going to hurt. The palm of your hand is the yang side because it can absorb aggression. But the back of your hand is the yin side because it's the weaker side. Fleshy palm. So you could kind of <laughs> fleshy, gross. <laughs> Meaty paws. And like, so, and like more to that, like the front of your body is yang energy and the back of your body is yin energy because it's your vulnerable side and this is your powerful side okay the front of your body is your powerful side like if you just take a minute and like take stock into your body like what parts are vulnerable or more likely to get hurt easily um those are your yin sides and the ones that are like could probably take a hit and you'd be okay you can keep going that that's your yang side cool i thought it was cool i have a lot of yin sides <laughs> i'm all yin <laughs> everything's gonna hurt <laughs> For the signs, the yin and yang energy flops, like flip-flops. So like rat, the beginning, is yang. Ox is yin. After the ox is tiger, that's yang energy, and it, so on. It goes like that. So the yin signs would be ox, rabbit, snake, goat, rooster, and pig. The yang signs are rat, tiger, dragon, horse, monkey, and dog. Okay. Any questions? No. Cool. Pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. So next, I'm going to get into the heavenly stems, and the five elements. Okay. So the traditional Chinese calendar is comprised of two overlapping systems. So we've already talked about the 12 earthly branches, which are the 12 animals. So you can think of that as like the outer ring of like okay. a multi-ring circle gotcha. almost. Okay. Um, and then inside of that, we've got the 10 heavenly stems, which really it just kind of gets divided down into the five classical elements, which I didn't know that anyone recognized other elements because i'm used to the four which are like you know your your water fire earth air mm -hmm. but in chinese tradition they've got five and those five are metal wood water fire and earth the five elements have this beautiful interconnectedness and you know how i feel about interconnectedness do you want to hear about how they're all interconnected i would love to because you're just so excited to i'm like me. i'm like giddy because i'm like <laughs> oh my god the the earth is working i don't know <laughs> So there's a philosophy behind these five elements, and there's two cycles. There's a generating cycle, and there's an overcoming cycle. So the generating cycle is how each element gives birth to the next. Now, I'm going to start with wood. So we got wood produces fire. Burning wood feeds the fire. You've got fire produces earth. Fire turns to ash, which nurtures the soil. 
Earth produces metal. Metal is mined from the ground as, as ore. Metal produces water. And this is kind of a weird one. But metal produces water because when metal starts to cool, it contracts, it attracts condensation, which is water. Oh, cool. And then water produces wood. Water is needed for to grow the trees. And then the cycle begins again. Nice. And then you've got the overcoming cycle, which is how the elements destroy each other. Oh, boy. So we got water overcomes fire. Duh. We've got fire overcomes metal because fire can melt and weaken metal. Metal overcomes wood because metal can be turned into saws and other tools to cut the wood. Wood overcomes earth. Trees' roots dig into the soil and suck up all the nutrients. And earth overcomes water because earth contains water's flow and can also, like, kind of suffocate it. Okay. That is a very complicated uh, game of rock, paper, scissors that you've laid yes, out Yes, it me. is. Yes, it is. But uh, it's a very useful game of rock, paper, scissors because these concepts of the overcoming and the generating are actually used in Chinese medicine. If you have a medical condition that is considered to have, like, fire energy, Chinese doctors will prescribe a treatment that is known to be, like, water energy. Oh, cool. See how that works? Okay. So I can imagine that, like, you know, something with, like, burning hives, they would find something soothing and cooling to treat it which is like it's kind of a no duh to us but like when you break it down into like basic concepts like oh yeah no, that's overcoming another yeah i think it's I just think it's fascinating i love that back to the zodiac each element is assigned a yin or yang depending on the animal year that it falls in so i was just saying that each sign has a fixed yin or yang and like this is where like the 10 heavenly stems comes in because each element can have either a yin or a yang energy. Two times five is ten. Wow, numbers. Whoa, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't sign up for arithmetic. We, it just. It's just quick. Okay. Okay. I. I don't think. Quick I can, times tables. I don't think I can do the podcast anymore. Do you? Do you need a break? Do you need some water? We listen, Jenna. When we discussed this in the year of our Lord twenty nineteen, before <laughs> everything got set on fire, I distinctly <laughs> recall saying, "Listen, we can do this, but no math." And I was like, I don't know. I, I, I like math, but I'll try. No, you, I distinctly recall you agreeing to the no math <laughs> no, rule. No, that doesn't sound like me. I think I have it in writing somewhere. <laughs> I don't remember signing anything and I deny it all. And I'm calling my lawyer. I'm calling my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so like you and I were born in the Yang Fire Rat year because rat has Yang energy. And we were born in the cycle of fire. Uh-huh. We got Yang fire. Oh my god. We're <laughs> yang if, fire rats. We're yang fire. And we're rats. also fire signs in the western We are. We well. are. It's it's all it's it kind of blew my mind a little bit. But like if you've got fire in the year of the ox, it would be yin fire. You see how that makes sense? Sort of. Because the rat has fixed yang energy and the ox has fixed yin energy, whenever the element falls into rat, it is yang. But if the okay. element falls into ox, it is yin. So That's no matter- why there's two polarities happening with all of the elements. Gotcha. So no matter which element we could have potentially fall- fallen in, while we are rat, we will always be yang. As I understand it from my research, Yes. Okay. If anyone knows better, please let me know. Okay. But that is that is what I got from it. Now, each zodiac sign has a fixed element, but it, like I said, it rotates. For example, tiger, which is this year, uh, its fixed element is wood. But because we're in a water cycle right now for 2022, we technically have a water tiger this year. Remember I said that there was a 60-year cycle? We've got the 12 animals. We've got the five elements. What's 12 times 5? I won't make you do math. Don't explode. It's 60. There you go. That's why it's a 60-year cycle. Oh, okay, cool. So, like, we were born in 96, fire rat. 60 years prior was the last fire rat. Oh, wow. Okay. We catch him adrift here. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down, TBH. Cool, 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 cool. Now, it's easy to determine which element is paired with your sign in the year you were born. So, here we go. You can either, it's really easy, uh, look it up. Or (laughs) the absolute audacity of this bitch. I swear. Or you can figure it out based on the last number in your birth year. So if your birth year ends in either a zero or a one, you were born in a metal year. 
if it ends in two or three, you were born in a water year. Four or five, you were born in a wood year. Six or seven, you were born in a fire year. A. Hey. Eight or nine, you were born in an earth year. Cool. There you go. And I'm hoping that you guys already know your zodiac sign, but if you don't, you gotta look it up. So- <laughs> Do a swift little gook. Do a swift little get gook. In there. Get cracking. Get binging. All right, so those were the five elements. Awesome. I explained the 60-year cycle. Hooray! This is such fun new information for me, (laughs) and now it is for you. But next, I'm going to get into what is known as the trines. Okay. So, by definition, and we're going to get a little science-y, I guess, here. Technical? We're going to get a little technical. So, by definition, a trine is a Ptolemaic aspect with an angle of 120 degrees, which is one third of the 360 of the earth. So think of it like it's a it's a third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're still doing math. Do you remember when I said no more math? Think of your remember the pie slice? Remember the, the pie slices? The houses? You for can't the trick me into thinking geometry isn't math. It's just math with shapes. Yeah, but shapes are fun. Come shapes on. And colors. Three is a magic number here. Come on, Three. stick with me. It's a magic number. All right, you got your pie circle, right? I'm seeing the pie. And you got your 12 different... Got your 12 slices, right? Uh So if you divide that up, divide it up by four, right? That's three slices each. That's three slices each, Uh right? That is the trine. (laughs) I'm not... It gets more complicated than this, but this is the brief description I have is to anyone who's confused about the Ptolemaic aspect is the idea that the universe revolves around the Earth and calculates the planets based on this. Is it Earth-centric? It's Earth-centric, but we don't really use this system anymore. But when they were first developing the Zodiac, that was the common theory was that the universe revolved around the Earth. Gotcha. Before we learned the, the true heliocentric nature of our galaxy. Exactly. But there's still there's still some value in understanding what the Ptolemaic aspect is because it is still, it's what was used to calculate some of these things. So the trine, it, the trine indicates harmony. That's the whole point of it is that there's a harmonious nature going on within these, these pie slices, right? The trines, like within each trine, there's an ease of expression and it's like, the elements reinforcing each other. So the trines are kind of comparable to like not only the houses in the Western Zodiac, but also how the signs are divided up into the four elements. So like how we're both fire signs, there's three fire signs, there's three water signs and so on and so forth. But we've got the four trines instead. And there's three Zodiac members in each trine. So the first trine, you've got the rat, the dragon, and the monkey. So all of these signs are said to be intense and powerful individuals capable of greatness, either evil or good, who make great leaders but are rather unpredictable and intense. So that's like a common trait that all three of those signs share. The second trine is the ox, snake, and rooster. These three signs are said to possess endurance and application with slow accumulation of energy, meticulous planning, and they have high values, but they tend to hold onto like very fixed opinions. In the third trine, we've got the tiger, the horse, and the dog. These three signs are said to be, quote-unquote, true romantics and pursue humanitarian causes. They're typically idealistic and independent, but can be very impulsive. And in our last trine, the fourth trine, we've got the rabbit, the goat, and the pig. These signs are said to have a calm nature and are capable of great sacrifice. They seek aesthetic beauty and are artistic, well-mannered, and compassionate, yet they can be detached and resigned at times. Okay. So, like, this is just, I'm just trying to highlight that, like, though, like each of those three, they all share that commonality. So, like, when we were talking about how, like, typically fire signs, just as a general sweep, are just intense people, mm-hmm. it's the same logic applied to this. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, just, like, dividing this all down even more. But now, I think this is my last bit on this one, we've got the four pillars of destiny. What? Right? It sounds ominous and mysterious. Wow. What, you can predict my destiny? Apparently you can. So here we go. We got the four pillars of destiny, which in Chinese it's called baji, meaning eight characters. And I, I know it's four pillars and then I just said eight characters. It's a little confusing. I don't fully understand it myself, but maybe we will. Maybe we'll figure it out. And the reason they call it a pillar is because the Chinese right from like top to bottom instead of left okay. to right. That's why it's known as four pillars. 
Each of these pillars contains a stem and a branch, and each column relates to a year, a month, a day, and an hour of birth. So do you remember when I was saying that when they were first coming up with the zodiac, Mm -hmm. it was used like year, month, day, and it's still referred to, but on an interpersonal level now. Oh, okay, cool. And those are each of the four pillars, year, month, day, and hour. Okay. So do you remember in the Western Zodiac, this is just, I like comparing the two, how they kind of have these similarities. So remember in the Western Zodiac, we've got like, we've got different signs for each planet. So you've got like your your moon sign, you've got your rising, and then each planet has like a corresponding mm-hmm. sign depending on when you were born. It's kind of the same here. So everyone has a birth animal an inner animal, a true animal, and a secret animal. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh secret animals. So the first animal, your birth animal, is your year. So we are, our birth animals are rats. Mm-hmm. It's the cohort group. So it's like the big, because like everyone in that year is also a rat. So it's just like the big group energy. And this sign typically represents what you manifest outwardly. The second and third pillars... There was some conflicting research, like one was the other, depending on the website that I was on. I'm just going to kind of roll with this. I'm just going to say one is one and the other is the other. Okay. But just know that if you do do your own research, you might find the opposite. So the second pillar, potentially, uh, is your inner animal. This is based on your birth month. That is true. The second pillar is always based on your birth month. But uh, I think it means your elder self. So it represents who you will grow into be as an adult. It also can sometimes provide insight on like who your parents are, which is interesting. So that's the second pillar. Mm -hmm. The third pillar is your true animal. And and this is the birthday of the week. This represents your social self. And it's the less obvious characteristics that you might possess that you don't outwardly show to everyone. Okay. Now this is kind of wonky because I was like, oh, the day of the week. And I was like, wait a minute. There's seven days in the week, but there's 12 animals. How does how does that work? It's not always the same. Okay. This one's a little tough to calculate. But you could, if you really wanted to, you could draw up like the 60 sex, sex hectagonal thing going on. Or you can just use the birth calendar or the birth uh, calculator that I'm going to tell you in a minute. Calculator. Yay, I love That's calculators. That's kind of math I can get behind. The one that does it for you. Yeah. And lastly, we've got the fourth pillar, your secret animal. Ooh, secrets, secrets, are secrets are no fun unless they're shared with everyone. Well, I'm about to share with you <gasps> this little secret. So your secret animal is based on your birth hour. This is your natural self and represents who you are at your very core, your truest nature. Aw, So because I am me <gasps> and I'm selfish. You did yourself first. I did myself, but I also did you. You know my birth hour? I don't. I was about to ask you. Okay, good, because I know it. Okay, good, 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 good. I was afraid you wouldn't. All right, so my birth animal is the fire rat. My inner animal is the monkey. My true animal is the tiger. And my secret animal is also a rat. Oh, fun. So yours is the rat as well. Your inner animal is the dragon. Ooh. Ooh. Your true animal is the ox. And you're about to tell me your birth hour and then i will tell you what your secret animal is okay so i have a question for you is this hour as in like so i was born at uh 7 28 a.m so would it be that would technically be within the eighth hour of the day is that how you would do it kind of so (laughs) the chart that i'm looking at it makes sense so it's got a pie slice from 11 to 1 a.m is the rat Oh, okay. So it, it, it's it's actually showing like the time then. It's not yes. like figuring yes. out which hour. Okay. Well, you've got the, six animals in the a.m. and then you've got six animals in the p.m. I was born at 7.28 a.m. Okay. So your secret animal is also a dragon. Ooh, double dragon. Double dragon. I've got double rat. <laughs> double dragon all the way across the sky. Sick. Now, if you'd like to look up your four pillars... The calculator that I used was on a site called psychicscience.org slash pillars. And I'll put the link in the notes for you guys. Hell yeah. All right. So that's how your own interpersonal Zodiac stuff works. Do you have any questions? And I'm going to clap real quick. I don't think I do have any questions, actually. Did I describe it all right? You did. Cool. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Well, then I'm going to jump into my next bit. Okay. Yeah, there is more. Keep listening. Dear God. Or don't. Do whatever you want. Now, I kind of already touched on this, how 
there's like differences between cultures where like because like a lot of different cultures use this 12 animal zodiac system but different cultures sometimes swap out animals for others so for example like we talked about the vietnamese one where they uh, switch out the rabbit for the cat they also switch out the ox for a water buffalo okay in korea they use a sheep instead of a goat which is interesting because in china it can be either they're not super picky about it they typically say goat but i think it they are also like yeah sheep you're of the sheep whatever in japan they also use a sheep instead of a goat and they swap out the pig for a wild boar but yeah so those are some of the common so switch outs in japan are there two boars because didn't the boar come in third and the pig come in last the tiger came in third oh the, i mean didn't the boar come in second no the ox came in second ox oh my god i'm such an <laughs> idiot why was i switching those hatsuharu obviously god damn it maria come on he's not a pig he's, he's a pal. cute punk boy so as i kind of touched on the chinese zodiac is it's still a very important aspect in many different asian cultures like even today they still like really heavily look into it it's very common this is a fun fact that i learned it's very common for chinese people to ask what your zodiac sign is as a polite way of asking your age oh i like that yeah so like us for example like if i say i'm the year of the rat well the most recent year of the rat was 2020 obviously we're not two years old Mm -hmm. before that was 2008 i think it's relatively obvious that we're not 13 yeah, I would hope so, so from there, <laughs> and it just it's literally just subtracting twelve, right? So from there, or I'm sorry, adding twelve, I guess, if you're mm-hmm. working backwards, you might assume that we're either twenty five, hey hey, or thirty seven. We could probably pass as thirty seven if we really wanted to. I don't want to, but I don't want to. Not <laughs> not yet. Probably not ever. But yeah, so that's just like a cool little like social thing that I thought was neat. Hell yeah. But it's also like people politely ask, and not, maybe not so politely, but like it's it's very common for people to ask like when you're starting a new relationship or even when you're applying for a job, what's your zodiac sign? Oh wow! Because like they're they're very heavily invested into compatibility, and again, they don't just look at your your year birth animal; they look at the other three that I just talked about. Mm-hmm for compatibility and the same thing with jobs i don't know how heavily they really rely on that for jobs but they do look at it like they do look at your birth animal and like like will a tiger fit in with like our predominantly monkey and rabbit group should i start putting my zodiac on my resume you know what go for it (laughs) part of my research was watching this ted talk on youtube and it was by shan lan and she explains the chinese zodiac and she said something that was really interesting. So I'm going to paraphrase here on what she said. You may or may not believe in the Zodiac. You may think it's phony. You may think it's made up. But remember that a quarter of the world's population, which is roughly 3 billion people, base their lives on the Chinese Zodiac. They base many of their future decisions, like having a child, naming their child, investments, employment, and many other things, they base on the Chinese Zodiac. So you would be wise to pay attention to it. I like that. Just just working off of that. If you think about it, there are certain signs are considered unlucky, right? Specifically the goat and the tiger. The birth rates in China and Taiwan and Hong Kong drop dramatically during those years. Like, wow. Pre, like, yeah, like people will plan to not have children during those years. And if mothers are expecting around the time of the Chinese New Year, they will schedule a C-section before the Chinese New Year if it's coming up on the tiger or the goat or a different undesirable oh, animal. Wow. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, even if you think if the Chinese zodiac is made up, it has, like, no cosmic reality effect on us, uh-huh. the fact is, like, people still work off of this. So you can predict things like investment opportunities employment opportunities and i'm talking like when you think of the year of the tiger that's an entire year where there's less people applying for jobs you can predict so much stuff with at least 25 percent accuracy because like i said this is a quarter of the world's population you can predict certain things with at least 25 percent accuracy based on the chinese zodiac that's insane and to put that in more perspective for you quarter of the world's population 3 billion people, that is 2.6 billion more people than that live in the USA. It's a lot of fucking people. I 
didn't expect this many numbers. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Just know that America is way less than a quarter of the world's population. That's really all oh, you we've need been to know. New. We've been new. So Sometimes I forget that, like, because America's a big place. I'm like, there's a lot of fucking people here. We don't make up a quarter. Yeah, it's not that big. It's not that big. It's one of those uh, humble checks, I guess you could say. <laughs> <sighs> How are you feeling? My throat kind of hurts, but there's more. Okay. There's only a little bit more. Okay. All right. So I'm going to tell you why I chose this, the Chinese Zodiac to do today. Okay. Tell me why. Okay. So some people believe that your Chinese Zodiac sign is your spiritual guide. Okay. We were talking about like, you know, your animal guides. Mm -hmm. I've had an episode on that. And spirit guides are something that have been kind of like playing around in my mind recently and something that I've kind of been playing with. And currently, I think my spirit guide is some sort of rodent. But then I was thinking like, because remember in my episode about it, I was like, you can have different spiritual guides throughout your life. Mm -hmm. Like it's not always going to be one thing. I thought to myself like, oh, I wonder if there was ever a time where like I was super connected to a different animal, like a different kind of animal. I was like, oh my God, wait, there was a time. And I don't know if you remember the story about the little ceramic pig that my mom likes to tell. I have no recollection of this. I'm going to give a, a cliff notes of this story. Okay. So when I was like three years old, I'm potty training, right? My grandma started giving me the Precious Moments uh, animal train. So you get like a I new animal. Those. Yeah, you get a new animal every year for, on your birthday. And I was obsessed with the little pig in the train lineup. And I would always ask my mom, like, I want to hold the pig. I want to hold the pig. And I like, <laughs> you know, I would just hold it and walk around with it. My mom, she's like, oh, my God, this is glass. Like, I can't have my three-year-old walking around with a glass pig. So she finally decides, she's like, nope, taking the pig away. You can't play with the pig anymore. Me, my fire ass, my Leo ass. <laughs> Your Leo rat ass. <laughs> my Leo rat ass goes, can't have my pig? Well, fuck your potty training. And I didn't pee for like five days. In the toilet or at all? At all. Jenna. I refused to pee and my mom could not figure out why because I didn't tell her why I wasn't doing it. You Leo rat <laughs> fire ass bitch. And she's calling the doctor like, what's wrong with my kid? Why isn't she peeing? And they're like, just feed her more water. And she was. She was shoving water down my throat and I was not peeing. And she, she you like. You destroyed your kidney. She sat me on the toilet and she's like damn near in tears. And she's like, Jenna, you just need to pee. Just go to the bathroom. And I look at her and I go, give me my pig back. And she was like, okay, fine, sure, whatever. She's desperate. Hands me my pig. I peed for three minutes straight. I'm trying to remember <laughs> and just remind myself, I do want kids. Do you, though? I don't want you as a kid. <laughs> you might get me, though. You don't really get to choose. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. You might get an asshole like me. <laughs> now, you might be wondering... How the fuck does this relate to the Chinese Zodiac? How did how did I get there? Jenna, hmm. how the fuck does that relate to the Chinese Zodiac? <laughs> well, you see, Maria, my dear friend, Matt was born in the year of the pig. Oh, my God. <laughs> and on this weird brain train that I was on, I was like, because I'm like, oh, maybe a pig used to be my spirit guide. It's like, pig? Matt's a pig. Was Matt secretly my spirit guide when I was three years old? Oh, my goodness. And then the Chinese Zodiac... Eight hours and ten pages of notes happened. Is it a coincidence? Probably. Is it cute? A little bit. God, if you're out there, please help me. Strike me down, God. Take pity on me, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am. All right. So I've got... This is my next bit. Yeah. I'm still obsessed with the Western Zodiac. I keep referring to it because I can't... I can't... I just can't... Maria, I can't. Everything's connected. Everything works together. Oh, my together. God. I like, literally can't stop thinking about the Zodiac. I can't God. stop thinking about how everything is interconnected. And I'm going to tell you why and how the Western Zodiac, the Chinese Zodiac, they line up. And here's how. So, as you know, as we've been discussing, the Chinese Zodiac works on a 12-year cycle, but the Western Zodiac works on a 12-month cycle. How, how could they possibly line up? Well, they do, and here's how. Jupiter, its year, it takes 12 years to make it around the sun. So each year, Jupiter sits in one star sign. Do you, do you know where I'm going with this? Uh-huh. For example, during the year of the rat, Jupiter is typically sitting 
in the constellation Sagittarius for the entire year. Okay. So that's how the Western Zodiac lines up with the Chinese Zodiac. So for each year, Jupiter is sitting in the same place for a year. So like rat, it's sitting in Sagittarius. When it's in the year of the ox, Jupiter's sitting in Capricorn. Tiger sits in Aquarius. Rabbit sits in Pisces, which is fun for me personally because my brother James is both a Pisces and a rabbit. The dragon sits in Aries. Fun for you. A dragon. Snake sits in Taurus. Horse sits in Gemini. Goat sits in Cancer. Monkey sits in Leo. Rooster sits in Virgo. Dog sits in Libra. And pig sits in Scorpio. And that's how those match up. Oh, boy. <laughs> and this is my last, this is the home stretch. This is the last section of my notes. Okay. I ended with some fun facts. You're rocking back and forth waiting for me to, me to, be, for me no, to be done. I'm just, I'm just, I'm stimming. You're good. Okay. I'm going to tell you some fun facts about groups of people within each Zodiac. Okay. Sorry. So the top two serial killers are typically either a dragon or a pig. Okay. The richest zodiac signs tend to be either a rabbit, a tiger, or a goat. Okay. And the luckiest signs for 2022, because we're in the year of the tiger, guys. I'm going to tell you some lucky numbers here. Quote from China Highlights. Ox and goat are the luckiest zodiac signs in the year of 2022. For those born in the years of rat, snake, monkey, pig, and dog, you will need to make comparatively more effort in order to make achievements. Rabbit, dragon, horse, and rooster people are destined to enjoy a smooth life and good luck in making money this year. Tigers will encounter their birth sign year. Wearing red will bring good luck in a birth sign year. Okay. And those were my notes on the Chinese Zodiac. I don't like being told that I need to work harder this year. You know, I already knew that I was going to have to work harder this year. So I this know was that I old do information too, for wanna, me. I would prefer you to tell me everything's going to work out. <laughs> It just means that you need to put a little more effort into meeting your goals. That's all. Oh, I'm well aware. Hey, and you know, knowing is the first step, right? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love this support group. And I love this, what you've done today. Thank you. <laughs> it was, I'm I'm still like, so, I'm just thinking about it. I Like there's so many different little things that I'm like, I'm going to go back to research that. Oh, how excited you are. I was so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited about star sign stuff because like here's the thing is it real who's to say right like who's to say this cosmic energy is like really affecting us in the way that people are saying it does mm -hmm. the truth is a lot of people get something out of recognizing and understanding their star signs their chinese zodiac what have you that's the fascinating part to me is like how these things are interconnected and how people pull from it like the, it's just what people get out of it yeah and it's 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 like what i said earlier of like wow i love learning things about myself i love acknowledging that i i love angry redheads like there you go <laughs> it's it if anything else it is facilitating an opportunity to learn about yourself right which is not something that everyone takes the time to do yeah and it's and and when i say learn about yourself it's not necessarily like oh i'm gonna read this and it will be truth and I'm learning that way. Mm -hmm. It's more so, okay, I'm going to read this. Maybe I agree with it. Mm -hmm. Maybe I learn something about myself through the process of reading this. Right. Like maybe something resonates with you or it could just be as simple as like you read that like a rat sign is a good leader, right? But it has trouble with impulsiveness or something. And I think that's something I did read. You can take from that like, okay, I want to be a leader, but I have to remember that I sometimes have an impulsive nature. I have to watch out for that. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have to be like this big, like in-depth thing. It's really just recognizing what your strengths and weaknesses could be that sometimes you just need someone to point out for you. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. Nice. Oh no. I like this kind of stuff. Can you tell? <laughs> I'm really very what you do. I couldn't tell that you're into this kind I'm of totally stuff. I'm totally not into the stuff. Totally uh, was not super excited about the new moon last night. No, <laughs> not me. All right. Well, thank you for listening, guys. I know that was a long one. I know that was a lot of information. If you would like to check out all of my sources, you can find our document on either our website, which is wonderbingepod.wixsite.com, or you can visit our link tree, which I think is linked up to our Instagram. Yes, it is. For any pictures pertaining to this episode or past episodes, 
You can check out us on all social media at WonderbingePod. If you have any topic suggestions, questions for us, comments, if you just want to chat, anything like that, feel free to message us on any of our social medias. And we also have an email address, WonderbingePod at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to us. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. It, it would help us, us grow. grow. We would love that. And also, I realized something the other day when I was looking at our episodes because I just love listening to us. Mm -hmm. I'm our own biggest fan. In our description of every episode, there is a little link for the opportunity for you to send us a voice message. I would love for someone to do that one day. I think that would be so cool. Wait, really? Yes. That's pretty dope. On Spotify, at least. There is always Yo. a link for send us a voice message and you can click that link and you can send us a voice message. So That's cool. if you would like to do that and potentially be featured on the show, Yo. go for it. Yo. I don't know if anyone else has ever noticed that that's there. <laughs> I don't think I've ever noticed that was there. So yeah, this is definitely new information. <sighs> Hell yeah. We're really learning things today, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, again, this is my co-host, Maria. This is my co-host, Jenna. Thank you for listening. Tell every living, breathing person near you that we exist. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.